0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Science of Getting Rich Review. Um, It's an amazing one. We've gone through five chapters of the book already. And again, I want to urge you, if you have not read any portion of the book up until now, please go back and get the audio, get the video. They are available online, they for free. um, And and basically just go through them. They would help you to understand the things we're doing much, much better. Now, I'm moving closer into the activities, but what the first few chapters and all even this one, are trying to address a lot more, have to do with foundational issues. And I think, personally, the challenge with a lot of people in education is the foundation. When you don't understand concepts at primary level, you are going to have issues at secondary level. That's just the way that it works. And so, um, today's chapter, chapter six, um, uh, the title is, How Riches Come to You. Oh, Beautiful. I know you're excited about this, but it might or might not be exactly what you think it is. Um, You know, but um, in the previous chapter, he began to speak about the fact that, you know, uh, whether for you as uh, as a, a wealthy person, an entrepreneur or business owner, that you shouldn't be in the competitive game, but rather in the creative game. And what that means essentially, is the fact that there's more than enough abundance for all of us to be multi-billionaires if you want to put it that way you know but really most of the motivation for business is oh let me get so that others are not able to get most of the reasons why there's no you know you have a lot of issues in organizations is that the moment somebody this is somebody advancing they want to cut them down uh, we call it competitive advantage you know even though there's an advantage and i can understand the premise for some of those things but in reality what it's saying is this like You don't have to have somebody come down for me to go up, you know, and all that, you know. And also, it's now relating this in chapter 6, to things like your pricing, the kind of way you receive value from people. Because people say, oh, don't get too much from people. People say, get all you can from people. But the motivation for it is something I also spoke about um, recently, which is the fact that always make sure that by the time there's a value exchange, you have given more value than what you have collected and let's look a bit into this so it says when i say that you do not have to drive for sharp bargains i do not mean that you do not have to drive any bargain at all or that you have you are above the necessity for having any dealings with your fellow men no you have to deal with people you have to try to get good value for it and all that but what it says is i mean that you will not need to deal with them unfairly meaning you do not have to get something for nothing but you can give to every man more than you take from them he says you cannot give every man more in cash value that you take from him but you can give him more in use value so we see the definition of two kind of value we see cash uh, market value and we see cash uh, and we see the use value now cash market value means if i have a hundred dollars and you have you know maybe like you have a hundred dollar note and then your nephew or your niece a young person has you know um i'm okay No, maybe you have three um ten dollar bills okay and then your nephew or niece has one one hundred dollar bill and then you say to the person that all right give me your one I'll give you three notes and the person is excited that because in their own mind, they don't understand the value of the $100 bill. They, they they're very willing to give you a $100 bill to collect $30, with are three bills, but you know that you are cheating the person. So it's the same thing also is trying to say now, you know, um, no, no adult, you can't do that to an adult. You can only do that to children. But you know, in business, we do that. You know, you know that the value of something is not really what is what and you're trying to demand a bigger value for it. That's what he's trying to say, that that is what is all wrong. So let me say it again, you cannot give every man more in cash market value that you take from him, but you can give him more in use value than the cash value of the thing that you take from him. So give an example that the paper ink the material of this book may not be worth the money you paid for it so maybe you paid $50 to buy the book but in reality the ideas suggested in it bring can bring thousands of dollars so what you have done is that you have given more in value all right than what you collected and a $50 bill that you collected for or that you 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 know that you gave in exchange for the book so you are receiving more value the same thing also with this program I charged a particular amount but after going through the program over a couple of weeks now you have the feeling that you are getting more in value so that's the whole idea behind it and what it's trying to say is that anytime people feel that they're getting more in value they not only appreciate it they are willing to easily recommend it to people knowing that they're going to get more in value out of it that you know I'm just the cash value that they have so It says, when you rise from the competitive to the creative plane, you can scan your business transactions very strictly and if you are selling any man anything which does not add more value to his life than the thing he gives you in exchange, you can afford to stop it. What that means is, give an example about somebody who is maybe like in Iceland and all those kind of things, an an Eskimo. And you give them a bundle of fours worth five hundred dollars Now, a bundle of fours might not be of value to the person because again, where they are living... You know, um, they don't really, they, they probably have that already, you know, so you're not really adding value to that kind of person's life. What it says that not only should it be from a financial part of you, it must be a, there must be clear value. The person must go back always grateful that they encountered you. So for example, imagine there are people that actually try to get on this program. And they said to me, oh, this is my problem. And I realized that their problem, this program will not solve it. I could decide, and say, yeah, yeah, go ahead and pay the money, use the link. Because I want to get the money from them. But many of them, I told them, I said, you know what, go and meet this person. You know, because maybe someone says, oh, my challenge is business structure that this program is not a business structure program to you taking my point now if you go through this program you probably have a better mindset with which you can improve your business structure but i know that's what they wanted so i had to say to them you know what no if you want this this program will help you for that and that's what i've learned that actually helps so it says give every man more in use value than you take from him in cash value then you are adding to the life of the world by every business transaction you know one of the things it speaks about you know jesus says, i'm come that they might have life and having more abundantly people should feel better people should be better not just feel should be better off by encountering you in business than you know uh um, and that a case where they're they're not making money so that's what this is really really pushing for okay um so the other thing that i love it speaks about is that um you are able to cause um Uh, let me read this part it says finally because you are to cause the creation of your riches from formless substance which permeates all your environment it does not follow that they are to take shape from the atmosphere and come into being before your eyes one of the mistakes we can think is that oh because I am taking my affirmation it will just appear in the atmosphere no Um, you don't create when it says that you impress your thoughts on formless substance it doesn't mean that out of the atmosphere you give the example of a sewing machine that a sewing machine is going to come out no the same thing also, the money that you are going to, if you are based in the United States of America, for example, is or the money you are, the cash you are going to make, is already in somebody's pocket. That's the reality about it. Or the federal government uh, in Nigeria is going to have to print it. Money does not fall down from heaven. So, what that means is that when it says that you impress your thoughts of formless substance, there's still going to be some sort of interaction with the natural plane. Somebody is going to, in your sewing machine case Somebody is going to have to make the sewing machine You want and, you know, they might now Travel, maybe they relocated from Canada to Nigeria and when they got to Nigeria, they decided they don't want to the lady says I don't want to make clothes any longer I got a job, I don't have time for it Then she goes and says I want to do a giveaway And that day you see it, do you get my point That you now get a, you get a really Crazy deal and all that So there had to be the physical Side to it and that's what this was really You know um, saying um, So whatever you want um, This is what it says If you want a sewing machine Hold the mental image of it With the most positive certainty That it is being made or it is on its way to you after forming the thought have the most absolute and unquestioning faith that the machine is coming never think of it or speak of it in any other way than being sure of its arrival claim it as already yours and that's the thing that is there you know let me explain it with an analogy on the bible it says that you know the farmer goes to the farm and plants the seed he rises and sleeps he does not know how it grows. That's actually the way the Bible puts it. All right? It says, first it sees the blade, then the air, then the full cone in the air. Let me translate that to the person believing God for a sewing machine or for $1 million. You hold the thought consistently in your mind. You don't think anything contrary to it. Then, you see the blade. What is the blade? Something that looks like an opportunity to get it. So you see, um, 80% discount on sewing machine. It's either a real 80% or it's a scam. You investigate it first. The blade. Pay attention to it because any farmer knows that when you see the blade, you start watching. You fertilize. You weed intentionally. You are walking towards it. Then, as you keep going, funny enough, that might, somebody might win that deal ahead of you. But you are responding. You are beginning to see the opportunities before you know it i don't know exactly whether it's going to be a giveaway whether somebody's just give, going to give it to you whether you're going to have the money for it all i'm saying to you is that if you hold the thoughts and you respond you vibrate your actions are vibrating in alliance with that thought it's not going to be very long before you are going to be holding that same thing in your hand and that's what it's trying to actually teach okay so guys there's a lot that is there i'm going to stop on this part we're going to come back to the b part you know, um, tomorrow for the conclusion on this, but I think that these thoughts are good enough for you to be able to write. So what thoughts do you want to hold in your mind? What do you need? You know, Jesus said it says whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Believe you receive them. Once he says, Do not doubt. Okay? So that's the same thing also. Your thinking, you remember we said your identity influences your thinking. thinking affects your feeling your feeling affects your doing and so what that means in essence is that because you are rich what is that thing you need I need a car I told you be specific about the car okay and I told told you that there's also a process there's a lot of process to life you don't just if a forest doesn't just grow for one seed you plant the one seed it produces 10 more then it, it gets replanted you give it time and then you are got so there's a law a lot of people try to circumvent it's called the law of process now the only thing that can circumvent the law of process is the law of miracles it's a spiritual law there are laws of the spirit okay and there are things you can do to activate that i'm not teaching that right now okay but what that so what you want to do is you are, you are right now you're riding a, a motorbike you know the difference between a motorbike and a power bike you are riding a motorbike and you say you want to have a lamborghini you are saying and i want the lamborghini i want to focus on it and i can get anything you are correct but you see before they buy the rubber for the tire <laughs> it can take 10 years before your lamborghini comes you might be 80 years old but what i can tell you is this that if you can trust for a good car a Toyota, and I'm not the marketer anybody, but you know the market value and all that. And then you trust for that and then you go to the market. Even your faith can reach out for it. You begin to build from that. If you hold it in your mind, you know that, okay, this car is 1.2 millionaire, or it is $10,000. You know, you put that in your mind and all that. You, I mean, you do all the things that are natural to do. You're holding that thought strong in your mind. I'm telling you, somebody just say, ah, somebody be somewhere. And you just say, oh, we have this car. We want to just give off at a good price, and someone just, ah, my friend is always talking about it. And if they call you before you know it, boom. Either you have the 1.3 or you make the money for it. Or the, you know, that's just the way that life works. And I found it to be true. All right. Let me let you go now. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.